Hello everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of I Know Nothing About Beer. This is your host, Al the Brewer, and today I have a very special Halloween episode for you. Cheers. Today on I Know Nothing About Beer, I'm going to be telling or having some people help me out tell the story of a local legend, one you may not be aware of, but you will be after this episode. You will know the legend of Frederick McDugger, the Mad Brewer, someone that is talked about only in whispers, someone that is only mentioned in the darkest corners of a brew house under hushed whispers as the hope that his ghost does not follow them into that brewery to wreak havoc on all who brew and drink there. Let me introduce you to my friend Ben of The Bearded Monk. He's a good guy and he knows a little bit about this legend. So let me cut to him and have him tell a little bit about this tale. We tell these stories you know, in the brew houses, mm-hmm. but uh, so from what I've what I've gathered, um, the Mad Brewer Frederick McDougar, McDougar. at least know his name, okay. um, probably born in the the 1850s. All right, um, and, and probably an agrarian family. So I think there was a lot of moving around, mm-hmm. and he he finally settled in Hell's Half Acre. In Fort Worth, so around 1870s. Gotcha. It, I mean, this not a great place to live, right? This is the this is the red light district before there was a red light district. <laughs> um, this this it, is this is Fort Worth, like uh, I, I believe I've heard it like the prime of like the Billy the Kid and all those other guys that were coming through the area. Yeah, this is where those kind of guys would want to hang out. Gotcha. Yeah, you lie low. You can go see Miss Kitty. You can have some. <laughs> you can have some alcohol. You probably do some gambling in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was, so I've I've heard some some hints that he did have a brother that uh, was uh, maybe he's religious. He was a preacher. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't real supportive of uh, of Frederick in his endeavors. And of course, this guy's a brewer. So he's already doing bad stuff. And, yeah. Um, probably an alcoholic. So I keep hearing that uh, he he drank most of everything that he brewed. But uh, the stuff he did end up sharing, man, people loved it. Gotcha. He was the hot stuff, right? Um, so he'd gotten a job somewhere, and he was he was production brewing. Mm-hmm. It's probably you know some back room of a bar down there. Yeah. Um, well, the so the legend goes, um, he was behind schedule on production and the, his boss or the brewery owner, um, was jumping down his throat to get stuff done and mm. was going to force him to work overtime to get back on schedule. 
Gotcha. And I think this, so I've heard this was like a Halloween night. I mean, of right? course, how could it not be? Oh, yeah. A cue scary music. <laughs> <laughs> Give a pause for that. Um, it's scary music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. Halloween night, he was supposed to be up there brewing late and then just skipped out. Um, so days went by. They couldn't find Frederick. So the owner stepped in, finished, uh, you know, I don't know if he was, if it was already in the bright tanks and he just needed to barrel it up or keg it up. Um, so he finished off the process mm-hmm. um, and just kind of went on as normal. Figured this, this guy was already transient. He's already moved on. It, yeah. Um, he, the reputation, so, kind of reputation fits like whatever, you know, good, you know, kind of good yeah. riddance. And an alcoholic that's just going to kind of float around and now he's living in the worst area of Fort Worth. Of course, he's just going to disappear when you make him do work. <laughs> um, and so the, here's the thing. Sanitation mm-hmm. has not always been a key part of everyone's brewing process and definitely not like it is today. Yeah. Right. Uh, after every brew, you, you do more cleaning than you do brewing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, so when they finished that batch, customers started uh, complaining about what used to be really great beer. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, okay, it's the boss. This guy doesn't know what he's doing, or he's not as good as Frederick was was heralded okay. to be, so that, that could be expected. Well, so... They're still going to sell the batch until the smell starts. Oh. Yeah. Again, they're not. This isn't a clean facility in so, so it may not be the like... late 1800s. Okay. Right? Yeah. But this smell gets worse until they finally decide to clean the fermenter. And guess who they find? No. Oh, yeah. They find the good old mad brewer himself in the freaking thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. it brings a new meaning to Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. It was the Dead Guy Ale. Dead Guy Ale. Rogue oh. So people had been drinking that last batch oh. for weeks with. Well, I guess Frederick, you know, he, yeah. he poured his, his blood, sweat, and tears into it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, they, oh. I don't think anybody knows if there's a grave. The The legend says mm. Frederick McDougar pulled out of the tanks. They just buried him in a pauper's unmarked grave and put a pine class <laughs> at the end of it for his headstone. Now... All right, here's here's where it starts getting creepy. Cue that scary music again. Okay, there it is. All right, okay. yeah. The brewery continued to brew. Right, they couldn't mm-hmm. ever really get rid of that smell, but they continued to brew. And then they started hearing knocking. Ooh. And the knocking seemed to come from inside that fermentation tank. <sighs> Oh, you feel that? Oh, oh I'm getting goosebumps. Here, here's here's the deal, Ben. Um, I've I grew up in a haunted house, 
and the idea of something knocking kind of like I, I don't care for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> i grew up i grew I'm up in a haunted house and like we had things like we you know I, I remember in the attic like the the sound of footsteps in the attic but we didn't have an attic you could walk across yeah no 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 man no i don't like that no oh. well that's the this is the story i've heard I don't know if you can find corroboration for it, but there you go. Man. Uh, you know, I'm Rick McDougar. I'm, I'm going to ask around. Um, at, thank you um, for totally freaking me out. And, um, <laughs> you know, I know that you're supposed to sniff your, your beer glass, but I'm going to do that just a little extra thorough from here on out. If ever there's a like staff member that uh, I'm like, Hey, where'd Johnny go? <laughs> oh. Never trust the beer where the brewer disappears. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right well ben thank you very much man i really appreciate you telling us all Absolutely. right well thanks for having me on i've been wanting to tell that story oh dude i'm so glad you did I'm, I'm finally glad to have at least a start of this on record all right man right on right uh, on all right talk to you later yep So let's keep the story going. Next up, we have Harper from Funky Picnic, brewing company out here in Fort Worth. He's going to tell us about his own experience with Mr. Frederick McDugger, the mad brewer of Fort Worth. Michael, I'll let you take it take it away. I mean, I'm I'm really only doing this because I like you. Um, I don't like talking about this very much. Um, but like there, there was a moment where I felt like I was on the same path uh, as Frederick McDugger. Like I was mm. destined to, to be him uh, because there was one time that I was locked in a tank uh, and, and this happened, this happened to me. Oh, um, And I just remember like floating in the tank, like being, being suspended by some cheap rope and just thinking, Oh God, not me. Oh God, not me. Um, because this 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 had happened, you know, to me before. Um, but you know, like he died in a tank, right? Like you know, that's the that's the story. Yeah, that's that's what um, Ben from uh, Bearded Monk was telling me about. That uh, he he died in the firm tank. Yeah, like, and I don't know what Ben told you. Uh, I've heard several different iterations of the story. Okay, uh, the story that I heard was that uh, he lost his wife early early on in his mm. career. Uh, her name was Martha. And so, like, he named every tank after Martha, like Martha 1, Martha 2. And the, the tank that he died in, nobody in Fort Worth wanted anything to do with it. Like, we had to sell it to somebody in California. Uh, and, like, they, they told them, they told the brewery in California, like, hey, this is, you know, this has some, some spirits in it this has some yeah that it's bad know, juju some going bad on. news some yeah. bad juju and you know it's california so they they just bought it um but i've i've i had always been told in my brewing school that you never find uh 
one person dead in a tank. You always find two people dead in a tank. Really? Because somebody goes somebody goes in oh. to, to help the other person. Hmm. But with Fred McDugger, it was just him. And the story is that he had heard um, his wife calling for him. Uh, he just missed her so much that he oh. had heard his wife calling for him. And so, so... he went to go investigate. Hmm. Uh, and then just found himself at, at the bottom of the tank. I mean, he, he was already, from what I'd heard, he was already kind of, you know, a few, a few, you know, nuts loose. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, he did, he did this thing, um, that everyone thought was crazy, but he did this thing where he would yell at the yeast whenever he went to pitch it. Um, so as soon as he's knocking the ward out and he's pitching the yeast, he would just stand at the cone of the fermenter and just shout and just howl at the yeast. Um, and it turns out that that's like an ancient Norwegian thing. Like that's an ancient tradition to like yell at the yeast to ward off evil spirits. We didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. We just thought he was, you know, crazy. Just, you know, Mr. Mad Brewer guy. Yeah. Just Mr. Mad Brewer guy. And so I don't, I don't know if you know this, but this is a, this is a very real tradition in Fort Worth to where brewers don't pitch the yeast. They they count on their cellar people to pitch the yeast because they're scared that if they do pitch the yeast, they're going to hear hear Fred Mc, Mc, McDugger uh, shouting. Uh, and anytime you're knocking out beer and, and you're pitching the yeast, you you know brewers will say, I've I've heard it myself. Really? Brewers will say they, they hear Frederick McDugger shouting at the yeast. You've heard him? I've heard it. I've heard it before, and I'm not going to say where, but I've heard it before. And it's just this eerie, just howl. Uh, just as soon as the yeast goes into the goes into the beer. Um, if I were a smarter person, I, I would have just left that brewery and, and got a, another job doing mm-hmm. literally anything else. Um, but so wait, so did anything yeah. else happen at the brewery, or was that that just the 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 weird voices from the? And would they be coming from like the the, the tank itself that you were going to pitch the yeast into, or was it just? I like... don't. I don't know. I mean, are you going to believe me if I tell you that like it got cold, and like I saw I mean, my breath? Here's the deal: I've lived in a haunted house before, so I'm okay. I'm I'm just here to listen. Yeah, I mean, it got cold. I saw my breath. You know, my hair stood up on end. Um, yeah, and it was, it was wild. Like I was able to. Yeah, like I mean, when you're when you're knocking out the no. ward, like everything is about temperature, right? Well, so all of a sudden the ward is like super cold. And you're like, well, oh my god, I need it to be warmer. Well, the thing is, like, it, for anybody listening to this that that isn't super familiar with the brewing process like when uh, breweries are not known for being cold places like they are warm sweaty messes of a place you know yes and so to uh to have something cooled down the brewery that really weird like unless you're getting a snowstorm outside like nothing's going to cool down a brewery right exactly and then all of a sudden everything everything is cold and like I feel like I'm like there's images of my child being re- my childhood being replayed in my mind. You know what I mean? 
like something about the sound just you know resonated with a primal part of my psyche if that makes sense um i don't i don't know what that means i've spent a lot of money in therapy uh to try and figure that out where where like when i when i heard the howl it, it sounded like it was coming from within me oh gosh does that make sense i mean i i understand that it just freaks the heck out of me homie yeah and so like maybe, yeah i don't know and so this was you pitching the yeast into the mm-hmm. beer into the the, the mm-hmm. wart and so what you're just like up on a ladder about to throw things in type of deal yeah okay. yeah and then all of a sudden just this immense cold like i could see my breath mm-hmm. as i was doing it and then you know, like a shot back to my childhood. And in, in my mind, I just see, you know, being being a child um, and just this immense pressure in my chest. Um, and I'm like, I can hear the shouting, but I can't tell if I'm the one doing the shouting or if the shouting is coming from outside of me. Ooh. Uh-uh, homie. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was really weird. And again, I'm not going to say where this was, um, you know, for just to kind of save face, but yeah. 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 Real weird. You, you've worked at more than a few breweries in the area. So it's not like you're giving away like a place that this happened at. I've, but, I've worked at almost every brewery. Yeah. Yeah. You've worked at a few. Yeah. Oh, dude. yeah, man. That, that's, that's my story with, uh, what I'm what I'm told is is Fred McDugger. I've, I've you know gone back and I've done some research and I've read some books and you know I've, I've tried to learn what I can. Um, yeah, I, I think it all started when I got stuck in that tank, and then there's just like some parallel thing happening. So so I I'm guessing the the word of advice is don't get stuck in a firm tank. Don't get stuck in a firm tank. No. No, not a good thing. There's no reason you should ever get in one. I don't know why I did. That's <laughs> terrible. That is that is not good. No. No, no, no good comes from this. No. You know, learn learn a lesson from old from old Fred, old yeah. old Mickey D. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Does that does I mean, that help tell the story? Uh, I'm you you are keeping the story going, man. Thank you. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm here for you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared and thank you for sharing. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep this going. Let, let me know what you find out. I'm, I'm curious myself. Uh, uh, when, when the, when Ben did a great job of, of prefacing things. So yeah, you carried it on. All right, man. Good. Good. All right. All right. You have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. And finally, everybody, we have one last story from Jerry, a.k.a. NTX underscore beer. He's going to tell us about his own experience with Frederick McDugger, the mad brewer of Fort Worth. Jerry, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so it's interesting, right? I I was wondering if this, you know, this Fred 
McDougal or McDougal or uh, it was it's it's similar to a story that I'd heard actually called Fred Mickey. Hmm. Um, so when I heard this, uh, this was at a brewery that actually um, is in Deep Ellum that you may be familiar with now, although this was a few years back when I heard it. And again, this was probably after a few beers, so you know, I can't exactly recall everything that was there, but some things really did stand out. Uh, so this Fred Mickey person was a, a award-winning homebrewer, actually. Um, hmm. And they, they said that the, the person that told me the story said that they really loved uh, Fred Mickey, loved beverages, of course, being uh, in, in beer, but also loved fermented foods. And they would often prepare foods to enjoy along with their beers. So what I'd heard was that Fred Mickey um, wanted people to enjoy the beverages and the snacks they prepared blind, hmm. like to be blindfolded. Hmm. Um, they would simply blindfold them so that they could experience the taste and aroma without using their sense of sight. Gotcha. And gotcha. it was said that the – say again? No, I said I got you. Yeah, and it was sort of like the the beer was said to be uh, sweet, but bitter finish, uh, and the snacks or whatever they were eating were like a meat jerky uh, with a with a hard shell of some sort and an interesting brine. So again, mm. this was weird to hear this at this brewery, but I was like, okay, this is a crazy story, and then. What the person told me next was even weirder. They said that around the same time, there were a series of unexplained abductions. And there was no like specific gender happening with the victims or the crimes. It's just that most of them were never found. And the few that were found had this weird similarity of missing toes. Sometimes it was just the big toe sometimes it would be all the toes and i i just was like okay this really got macabre fast um, yeah and then and so i mean you can imagine you know people wondering okay who who's doing this and why is this thing about toes uh and they you know, they really found a particular person doing it i guess it was done just so every once in a while that it wasn't enough to pull some things together. Although the few people they did try to pin it on, you know, they probably just said, okay, well this, we need to get rid of this person anyway. So put it on, on them. Yeah. But it was never really found for that, for this person. So it's like this, this brewer that people knew, but they couldn't really tie these things to Fred Mickey. Now, um, sometimes I think the only thing they were trying to, say about him is that he would make this weird joke about good food and good beer like you know sometimes you gotta put your foot in it but i hope it wasn't literally i just oh so the the thing i i've really all forgotten about this story right mm -hmm. until about a year later i was invited to attend a tasting at a brewer's home and you know you know, everything was fine, you know, get there and stuff like that. I, I did think it was kind of interesting, though, as we got to where we're going to be to do the tasting, that the napkins sort of look like, at least they reminded me of, like, black handkerchiefs. Of what? You know? And I was like, well, what's what's this about? And, of, a, of a what handkerchief? And then, uh -huh. 
A what kind of handkerchief? A black handkerchief. Oh. And I was just like, okay, that's different. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not exactly matching the things of the core, but uh, okay, what is this? And I said, okay, well, perhaps it's a, a napkin of some weird sort. But then it was something that the brewer said as we sat down, or perhaps it was the way that he said it. it he said, it's like you can close your eyes and taste the flavor. It was the way that he drew those words out, taste the flavor. And and something just kind of told me to kind of take a second look at him when he said it. And I, I swear I could see almost like a faint face superimposed over his. Oh. Ooh, no. So, so yeah. That's a, that's what this brewer, this mad brewer, kind of remind me of. Like, oh, this kind of Fred and Mickey story. But I, I wasn't exactly sure if it was the same tale, but it just brought that tale back to mind. You know. Oh, so were you offered any weird pickled items at this uh, tasting? <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, the 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 what looked like black handkerchiefs didn't exactly go over my eyes. There were okay, no good. Such a thing, so, but it just freaked me out for a second. I said, okay, well, this, this is not okay. I'm not tasting anything blind. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> it's not going for any kind of special uh, meats. Uh, let's yeah. just, just keep our eyes you, open you and see exactly what for this the is. Night. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sorry that happened, Jerry. And um, good. Weird. Yeah. No, it's just weird. It's just weird. That's weird. No, I don't like that. No, Jerry. I don't like that at all. Uh, next time I get invited to a brewer's house, I'm gonna go like see black haggards with me. No, nope. We out. Nope. I'm getting sick right there at the moment. Oh no, I'm sorry. I get a call from my mother. I gotta go talk. Thanks, and I brought my own handkerchief. I, I can take care of it. I, I got it. So, all right. So, so weird. So weird. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate sharing your story. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thanks for the opportunity to bring that story back. I think I'd forgotten about it for a few beers ago, and then you mentioned it. Oh, okay. I guess I should let people know about this particular story. Uh, I, the more I the more I talk to people about this character, the more these little stories, you know, kind of pop out. And then it's like, wait, I, I wonder who else has a story. And I'm, I'm looking forward to finding more people. So if you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they they tell me if you tell you the thing about any, tasting anything nice and chewy with a nice brine, just say, OK, that's all right. I think that's all right. We're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> Jerry, thank you so much, man. Hey, well, thank you. Thanks, Alan. Uh, this is uh, this is great. Um, and uh, oh, mm. uh, just weird thoughts to come to mind. 